Welcome to the Holistic Inner Balance Podcast with Dr. Nicole Kane and Happy Healthy Hadley. Your go-to resource for natural mental health and wellness strategies so that you can become the expert of your own emotional and physical well-being. Merging modern science with ancient wisdom. Hi, welcome to Holistic Inner Balance. I'm Dr. Nicole Kane, and this is... Happy Healthy Hadley. <laughs> We're so happy to be here today. And you're going to love this episode. You're definitely going to want to stick around to the end. We are talking all about how you can optimize your dosha to help you combat your anxiety. And this has been a really popular topic. You can definitely check out more information on our socials to take the quizzes, to get access to everything, definitely check out the carousel that we posted just so you could find it more easily. We're filming this around the end of March in 2023. And so you're going to want to check that out because what we're going to help you figure out today is number one is where are you in terms of your Ayurvedic dosha balance? And then how that may be contributing to symptoms of anxiety or irritability or brain fog or whatever's going on mentally and emotionally. And then Hadley is going to teach us about lifestyle changes that you can make right now so that you're not having to pop more pills, take more supplements, but you can actually eat in a way that helps you get the results that you want. So this is going to be an awesome episode. Yeah. So we're going to go into all things nutrition. This is like the... This is the question that I get asked probably uh, like very high up on the list. <laughs> um, and so I am really excited to be able to talk about uh, nutrition with Ayurveda. And today we're going to go into Vata and how Vata comes up um, in the body, in the mind, and then how do we actually balance that based on the foods that we're eating and potentially as important as the types of food we're eating is actually how we're eating. And so we're going to go into that uh, today as well. Ayurveda is all about how we're eating. Um, how we do things is just as important as what we're doing and how we're eating and all of that good stuff. So let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So your homework is if you haven't yet, I want you to go to your website and I want you to go online and then click on the link in the bio. There's going to be a link in the show notes here. And I want you to pause this episode and then take number one, take the dosha quiz that's there. It's free. I want you to take that and then write down your results. And then secondly, you're going to click on the link that says to take the eight types of anxiety quiz. And when you get that result, write that down and then come back here on pause this episode and give it a listen. Yes. All right. So Hadley, I would love to talk about, first of all, just what is Vata? And then we'll go into how Vata can show up in anxiety. Perfect. Yes. So Vata is, you know, we've talked about, we've given a rundown of all of the doshas. If you haven't listened to those podcasts in the past, that'll give you, that'll help you get more of an idea of what it is. But just briefly, um, Vata is the, is made of the elements of space and uh, air or wind um, in, in Ayurveda. And so basically what that means is it's super light, very mobile, um, 
if you think about like how we might have too much air in the body, we might think like bloating, gas, um, constipation, all the things that you're like, oh, that's just trapped air literally in the body. And then in the mind, it might look more like, um, an airiness in the mind. So maybe a spaciness, um, racing thoughts, uh, you know, kind of, um, anxiety is is very 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 common if you have a lot of uh vata though we've talked about how all of the doshas can have anxiety just in different ways um but vata is the most like classical uh in ayurvedic texts it's like anxiety is like there's there's some vata in all anxiety um and so so yeah so basically vata is the air and ether or space elements um and so they can they can show up in a number of ways oh another way is like um cracking joints right like literally air trapped in our joints um arthritis things like that um achiness dryness dryness in the skin the sinuses um in our digestive tract all of that good stuff so vata you're describing all these air sensations and Mm -hmm. so like floating air in your head something rising up and did you say reflux or is it more like gas and bloating does it like stay put and get trapped or does it rise up uh, more like gas and bloating. The reflux would be more like uh, pitta. So it's because so the burning, pitta, the heat and reflux. Yeah, exactly. And pitta, usually the direction of pitta is usually up mm-hmm. or or like straightforward. Um, it, pitta is very like focused, um, whereas vata is very dispersed. So there's just like a, like movement and, um, kind of a chaos (laughs) that ensues with Vata. (laughs) So the thoughts like that, I am imagining that chaos. So if you have thought anxiety, one of the eight types of anxiety, like you're describing these Vata thoughts are like racing and chaotic and all over the place and they can be anxious, but it doesn't sound like there's any of that like grounding element that may help you like feel centered, feel focused. It just sounds like it's just pure all over the place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like when we have, when we have a lot of that Vata, then we can actually also become depleted from all of that movement and all of the things that are, you know, going on either in our minds or maybe in our schedules. Um, or maybe we're just moving our, our bodies too much, right? Like that, that's possible too. Um, and then we can feel depleted. Um, and so that can happen with Vata as well. Sometimes people think that Kapha, uh, that they, that they're like, well, I'm like lethargic and like tired all the time. So I must have more Kapha in my constitution or I must, must have a Kapha imbalance when really they're just depleted because of all of the movement that they've been doing in their minds or their bodies or their schedules. How does Vata depletion present? So that can happen from, and we've talked about how uh, sometimes sometimes kapha will come in to protect that vata depletion, um, but es- essentially it looks like fatigue, and the and vata fatigue is slightly different from kapha uh, lethargy. So vata fatigue is like a feeling of. I have done so much and now I'm empty. Whereas kapha is like, I have been resting so much and now I feel heavy. If that makes sense, that differentiation. 
I can totally resonate with that. Like doing all the things, all the chaos, like especially traveling. So before we hit the record button, you know, we got, we were talking about how I've been doing a lot of traveling. I know you have also. Yes. And it's like, I have done nothing but fly through the air at 30,000 <laughs> feet. And I just feel so exhausted, but it's yeah. not, it's not the same feeling of exhaustion versus like if you sleep in too late and you just like, don't want to get off the couch. It's different. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Totally yeah. different. Um, and then if you want to bring pizza into the mix, that can also cause that more like depletion where you're just like burning your fire so much and then it burns out and then it that can cause like a vata depletion. Um, and then kapha can sometimes come in and be like, oh, now I'm going to make you sit on the couch for <laughs> like a week and not move. <laughs> um, and then you might also have a kapha imbalance as well. <laughs> this can really take a tax on your endocrine system. And so I'm thinking about like all of this activity, all of this chaos and how that can affect the endocrine system. And so this is endocrine anxiety mm-hmm. and how the endocrine system can also contribute to this. So I'm thinking as an example, the thyroid, if your thyroid is a little bit overactive, whether it's caused by something you ate or your lifestyle or your genetics or medications or trauma or whatever it is, regardless of the cause of it, it can put us out of balance, but then our being out of balance can further aggravate the thyroid. Exactly. I I imagine like that could be the same with your sex hormones. And so you want to be thinking about your doshas. You want to be thinking about your organ systems with respect to those. Right. So I'm curious We talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, but if I'm in a Vata state, what, what can I do to start to protect my endocrine organs? Like what can I do that would be protective and nourishing for like my thyroid, my adrenals or my male or female sex organs? Yeah. So nutritionally, um, and this is actually going to be helpful for all of the types of anxiety. If it's a Vata type of anxiety for any, you know, if it's gut anxiety or if it's endocrine anxiety, or if, you know, it's, um, cardiac anxiety, it's probably, if it's presenting as Vata symptoms with the anxiety, um, this will likely be helpful. Um, and so, you know, we talked in the endocrine anxiety episode, we talked about the specifics of how, you know, the Vata can really show up and then Kapha can kind of come in to try to protect the, the Vata and stuff. And in the endocrine one is a little bit more complicated than some of the other ones. Um, so definitely go back and listen to that one. If you want to know the, like, how of how that all happens. And we talked a little bit about like what we can actually do about that. But today we're going to go even deeper into the actual nutrition um, and the things that we can do with food, which is super fun. Um, So the thing that comes to mind first, especially for endocrine um, anxiety, but for all of the Vata types of anxiety um, is adding, adding fats, adding oils, um, both to our body, we can, we can add oil, like we can put oil on our bodies and we've talked about self-massage in the past. Um, but we can also oil oleate internally, which basically is just adding, you know, uh, things like ghee or olive oil or sesame oil to our foods. And a lot of times we think, oh no, I shouldn't eat too many, um, too many fats. Um, although, you know, now there's, 
the keto movement and, and all of that, which, you know, we don't need to demonize fats anymore, which is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but for, for Vata, it's going to be really helpful to bring some of those um, fats in and especially more warming fats. So a lot of times people are like, well, I eat avocado all the time, which is great. Like that's a, um, that is a healthy fat, um, but it's more cooling. And so if you want to really bring in more of the, um, what's going to actually pacify your, um, your nerves, your endocrine system, the Vata, you want it, you want it to be oily and also heating, which is sesame oil is more heating. Um, ghee, ghee is tridoshic. So you can have ghee for whatever, or even butter. Um, is if you can handle, you know, lactose and stuff, um, olive oil can be helpful as well. All of these things that are going to make your food more unctuous. You want to think, you want to think like oily, unctuous, warming, uh, that kind of thing for just for Vata in general. I love this. And that can be really nourishing to the cells. And so when we think about human physiology, every single cell in your body has something surrounding it. It's called a phospholipid bilayer and it's made of fat. There's a a head and a tail and the fat is a really important part of that. And so when we go on these really low fat diets or eat low fat foods or low fat ice cream or skim milk, we're not getting that richness to nourish and feed our cells and I imagine in Ayurveda, we also see that if you're in a state of deficiency of that, then it can put us out of balance into a way that's bought to, if you're not getting enough of that fat, then we may be more predisposed to vata. So that can make a huge difference for your endocrine health, for your organ health, for your brain health. And I also love that you kind of differentiated that Ayurveda takes it beyond just like, yeah, you need fats to survive. Fats are important, but you emphasize the importance of heating or tridoshic fats. Tridoshic, can you define that? Oh yeah. That just means that it will balance all of the doshas. So ghee is great for pizza. It's great for kapha. It's great for vata. I love that. So ghee, like when in doubt ghee. Yes. And then then if you're in a vata state, so if you got gut anxiety and you have gassiness, bloating, like that could be you know, you could benefit from a warming oil, a warming fat for that. If you have neurological anxiety, again, we're thinking about the neurons and the fat and the neurons, the myelin that's on the neurons. So if you have twitching or jumping of your nerves, you know, that kind of chaotic activity, then trying to focus on adding more fats, more warming fats to your diet. I'm thinking too about depressive anxiety and Vata where what I had written down was over consumption to dull senses. Do you know what that means? Hadley? <laughs> yeah. So, so depressive anxiety is kind of that, um, that mixture of, okay, I've overdone it and now I'm feeling depletion. And that's when the kapha will like kind of come in over top of the, the Vata. And it just feels like, ugh. So a lot of times like Vata, Vata depression will come after a period of so much chaos. Um, and it's that, that more of that feeling of depletion rather than the feeling of, um, of like lethargy and like feeling like, uh, 
sack of potatoes because you haven't been moving. Right. (laughs) But that can start to happen after you've had that depletion. Um, and so, yeah, so it might be like an over, over consumption, um, of, so it says overconsumption to dull it to dull senses is like you might overconsume food, you might overconsume Netflix, you might overconsume Instagram in order to dull your senses because you have so much going on in your mind or so much going on in your schedule or whatever. And you're like, I just need to numb. And then and then that becomes the depressive anxiety. I thought you said nom, like nom nom, I'm gonna eat. But you said <laughs> numb <laughs> that too you just you, you, know. <laughs> you hear what you want to hear right <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I love like she said numb I so love that like um noms um noms <laughs> so, so if you if you were detecting in yourself you're like gosh I'm like I'm getting depressive anxiety and I know it's in a vato way like you're you're seeing those signs that you just described like that overconsumption of food noms and Netflix and things. Right. And what would be like the meal that you would turn to? It's like, Ooh, I want to stop this. I'm in the pay attention zone. I want to stop this. Yeah, totally. So a lot of times people will be like, Oh, I've been eating too much. So I need to, you know, like start just eating like salads and, um, and drinking like green juices, green smoothies. Um, actually, okay. So this is something that I gave a talk on Sunday talking about the different doshas. Um, and so many people have a Vata imbalance, even if Vata isn't like their, their strongest dosha, um, in their constitution. Like so many people have a Vata imbalance because our world is kind of crazy right now. And so, so it's really interesting because in our like modern wellness culture, raw vegan is really popular, especially I'm in San Diego. Like raw vegan is very popular here. (laughs) Um, raw vegan, like smoothies, salads, uh, um, green juices, sparkling water, uh, popcorn, because it's like a low calorie food, uh, crackers, all of these things that are like, quote unquote, healthy. And then people are like, but why do I feel like crap? Like, why am I having constipation? Why am I having all these things? And it's because all of those things are drying and cooling. And they're all things that, that dysregulate Vata. And so if we already have a Vata imbalance and then we're just piling on all of that stuff, then that's actually going to make things worse for us, which people don't know, which is why I'm just so passionate about Ayurveda and, um, how it's not a one size fits all thing. Um, but so with depressive anxiety, if I were to say like, what is like a go-to food? Um, well, first of all, it's healing our relationship with food and not using food to numb. So that's like one piece of this, which is what I help my clients with like a ton. Like that's like, one of the biggest pillars of, (laughs) of my work that I do with my clients is helping to heal our relationship with food. Um, because there's a lot of just like wonkiness, even if it's not like a a full-blown eating disorder, there's just a lot of like weird stuff with food. Um, but then the other piece of that is my go-to meal. If I'm ever, you know, just out of balance in any way, is kitchery. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see, I post kitchery a lot. Like I eat it 
almost every day. <laughs> um, it's, it's tridoshic. So like we said before, tridoshic just means that it's balancing for all the doshas, but you can add spices um, and you can also add fats and you can do different vegetables and stuff based on the dosha that you have. And so if you were experiencing a lot of vata, you might do more heating spices. Um, and then you might also uh, add you might make the kitchery, which is just mung beans and rice with spices. Um, you might make the beans and rice with bone broth instead of just water um, or instead of vegetable broth because uh, bone broth is super, super healing for well, for anyone, but especially for vata, because it's got all of those minerals and uh, nutrients from the bones of an animal and make sure it's a high quality bone broth. But, um, but that's going to be super nourishing. So you can use that as the liquid that you cook your rice and beans in, and then you can add some, some more, you know, uh, heating spices, things like, uh, things like cumin, uh, cumin is actually tridoshic. So is turmeric. Um, you could add, uh, things like fennel are really good for vata because it's a little bit sweeter. Uh, you could add ginger. Ginger is really helpful. Um, all of those, all of those spices that are just going to make you feel super nourished. Mm, that sounds amazing. And could you make that with ghee? Instead of bone broth, I'm thinking about like supporting the vegans or in bone broth can be high histamine. And so, you know, those listeners who are like, gosh, I want to be low histamine, but I also want to try this. Yes. So I actually too. make it with bone broth and ghee a lot of the time. Cause I'm just like, like give me all the nutrients. Um, yes. But you could totally do it with ghee. Um, ghee is not vegan because it's a, it's clarified butter. But a lot of times, if people are dairy free, they can still handle ghee because it's the 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 whey has been taken out of it, which is the harder part of the butter to digest, and so then it just leaves the oil. Um, and the whey is like more of the protein, and so it, it solidifies, and you can take that out. Um, but yeah, so if you are also vegan, um, and you don't want to have either bone broth or, um, or ghee, uh, I would say olive oil or sesame oil would be a good, just drizzling it on top. Don't cook it with that because it can oxidize if you, if it's at too high of heat, but just, um, just drizzle it on top of the, the kitchery and then you should be good to go. I asked you this last time, but can you spell kitchery? Yeah. There are actually a few different ways that it's spelled. Um, <laughs> I can never remember. Yeah. For so, those taking notes like myself, how do we spell kitchery? <laughs> so the way that it's most commonly spelled is K-I-T-C-H-A-R-I. A-R-I. Got it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and then the types of... Um, the types of vegetables that you want to be adding to your kitchen, a lot of times I'll just make my kitchen in the, the instant pot and then cook my vegetables kind of uh, like I'll just steam some vegetables on the side just because the vegetables get really mushy if you do them in the pressure cooker um, and then it's not as tasty. Although Vata does well with like, like 
very cooked vegetables. If you want to have some of that crunch still, you might want to do it on, on the side. Um, so the root vegetables are really helpful for, uh, for Vata, because if we think about, if we think about Vata, it's all of the air and ether element. And so we want to ground it down and what kinds of foods are going to be the most grounding? It's the mm. foods that are literally in the ground. Right? Carrots, radishes. The ground. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. so you can base your root veggies based on like the time of year, you know, um, and like some, some root veggies are going to be more appropriate for the fall. Whereas like things like parsnip, radishes, um, carrots, those kinds of things are going to be more appropriate for the springtime just because they're in season. Um, they're a little bit lighter, which our bodies need, um, in the spring, even if we, even if we have mostly like a vata dosha, um, we still need a little bit lighter depending on the season. Um, but in the fall, especially if you're listening to this at a, at another time of year, um, things like squashes are really helpful for Vata as well. So like pumpkin and, um, butternut squash, uh, Koboka squash, all of those kinds of things are really helpful for, for Vata too. So you can add that to your kitchen as well. So to make sure that I'm hearing everything is that anxiety, and we talked about the eight types of anxiety, they can show up differently depending on the dosha imbalance. And so today we've been learning about how they can show up in the vata, Mm -hmm. uh, the vata imbalance. And so the theme that you're describing is lots of air and movement and chaos and a lack of groundedness. And so you were describing how nutrition can make such a huge difference. And you gave us a really good couple of hacks, um, the kitchery, some of the ingredients and spices, oils, how to prepare them, how to select them. And then there was something that you said at the beginning that I don't want to gloss over because I think it's really important. And you said the way that you eat is just as important as what you eat. Yeah. And so yeah. if you could tell us a little bit before we finish up with this episode today, a little bit about how to eat in a way that grounds, balances, and nourishes us, especially us vatas. Yeah. So if you have a lot of vata in your constitution, or if you've had a vata imbalance, um, it's likely that you love to eat on the go. (laughs) Um, You love to graze. And so you're just kind of like picking out small amounts of food all day long. Um, so grazing, that's what called out. (laughs) (laughs) I know my mom, I, we always like, my mom does that too. And she, she always has, um, actually she does it way less now because she knows how much Vata she has and she's coming into her Vata stage of life and she's doing a great job of like, Oh, okay. I need to actually change some of these things. Um, but yeah, like, like just basically like picking, picking at food kind of all day long, like just like little nibbles here and there. And that is going to, um, so essentially what happens in our body is like it, our body is always trying to be like on and like metabolizing. So if you think about like, um, you don't want your body to always be trying to sleep and also trying to be awake, right? We also don't want our bodies to be trying to 
metabolize and also trying to move and do all these things. Because if we think about like the nervous system and um, parasympathetic state uh, or versus sympathetic state, like moving our bodies and, you know, maybe like very intellectual activities, all of that kind of thing. Um, we want to kind of separate those from the parasympathetic state, which is the, the rest and digest. And we want to really be in a state of peace and like serenity. I mean, I, I say that and, you know, it's not like you have to make your mealtime perfect, like, please don't try to make your mealtime perfect. Cause that might stress you out more. Um, but just like sitting down, just like having maybe a rule for yourself that you don't eat, like standing up in your kitchen at the pantry. <laughs> um, and even that's actually also really helpful for, um, for your relationship with food as well. So like, if you're going to eat like a bunch of cookies or chips or whatever it might be, um, and you're like, you know, you're, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to do it. If you actually just put all of those things. So maybe you put a handful of chips, you put a couple of cookies, you put like, you know, whatever other thing you're going to eat, you put all of that stuff on a plate and you're just like, I am okay with the fact that I am going to eat these things. That's going to do a lot for your relationship with food as well as, um, as well as your digestion of the food. So like a lot of times we like eat things kind of secretly or we eat things like in a rush so that we don't uh, feel guilty about eating them. And so what I'm saying is like, just take the guilt out and be totally okay with it and present with it. And then it's going to be really helpful. And that's going to also your digestion um, when you're in that state of guilt or shame that triggers the sympathetic nervous system state. So that like fight or flight nervous system state, and that's not going to be good for your digestion because we need the, we need to be in a regulated nervous system state in order to digest properly. Um, so that's what I'll say about how the, how we are eating is so, 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 so important, especially for Vata because, um, because vatas do also have just a more sensitive gut. Like it's just a little bit harder to digest <laughs> um, foods if we've got a lot of vata in our, in our constitution. And then that will impact the rest of all of the types of anxiety. So obviously gut anxiety, um, gas bloating, you know, burping, all of that kind of thing. But it will also help with things like um, you know, depressive anxiety, relationship with food. It'll also help with um, endocrine anxiety, thought anxiety, all of, all of the things. I love that so much. And I was joking cause I totally feel called out. Paul and I both do this. Like for example, <laughs> yesterday, oh, this is so embarrassing to reflect on now. It's so <laughs> yesterday, like we come home, we're talking about work. We're so excited to watch the new Ted Lasso. So I've got like the, the remote control out. Paul's bringing me food, which I'm horking rapidly. I'm like, om noms. It's so good. I'm like eating it. And he's standing at the counter, like hovering over the counter, eating it while cooking it. And then we're both like, when we're like eat or like sitting in front of the TV later, and we're both like having indigestion. And I'm, it's just like the perfect, what not to do scenario for eating. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, and the other thing is like when we eat mindlessly, 
We also tend not to chew our food as much. And so that introduces not only like just like big chunks of food that our body has to digest, but also if we eat really fast, we're shoveling air as well as food into our mouth and into our body. So we are literally shoveling air into our digestive tract, which then makes us literally bloated because it's air. good about myself though, because I had a bag of microwave popcorn at the office and I was just going to eat that. Cause I had told Paul, I was like, I'm so hungry. Like I'm going to make this microwave popcorn and eat it in the car. And he's like, no, you need to go home and eat real food. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make a good choice. But then I shoveled and swallowed air. And then Paul stood at the counter and it was, it wasn't really very good, but you know what? This is just a great way to like notice our opportunities for mindfulness. Yes. Well, and that's the other thing that will happen for people who have a lot of Vata in their constitution is they'll forget to eat. They'll either be like picking out food all day long or they'll literally like in this. I hope my mom doesn't care that I'm using her as an example. (laughs) I don't think she will. Um, But, you know, for like most of my life, she would have like an apple and peanut butter, uh, which also wreaks havoc. (laughs) Apple and almond butter is going to do a lot better for your body than apple and peanut butter, just because of the mix of peanuts are not an actual nut. They're a legume. So you're literally eating beans and apples, which is like just a no-go in our digestive (laughs) tract. But anyway, I digress. Um, so if you're going to do it, maybe apple and almond butter is, is a little bit easier to digest, but, um, but she would have like a few olives, a few pickles, maybe some sauerkraut and apple and peanut butter. And that's like what she would eat like throughout the day. And she would like, forget about it. The apple would be brown by the end of the day. Like it was just like out on the counter. Um, Talk about histamines. (laughs) Um, And so, so a lot of times, people with a lot of vata will just like forget about food. And if you have a lot of kapha in your constitution uh, or a lot of pizza in your constitution, you might be like, what? (laughs) How do you forget to eat? But it's a real thing. Um, And so, so what will happen then is we become super ravenous by the end of the day. And then we'll do that shoveling into the mouth thing. (laughs) Um, And then we have all the gas and bloating and constipation and all of the things because we haven't nourished our body throughout the day. And then we've just like shoveled it all in at the end of the day. And that's really hard for our body to, um, to be able to handle as well, because we haven't had our metabolism like going. And then it's like all this food at one time is like, your body is is just like, I don't know what to do. Um, the other thing about the how of, of eating for Vata is if you can have a regular eating schedule, as much as possible, that's going to be really, really, really helpful too. So like having like maybe like 9am, 1pm, 6pm or, you know, whatever it might be, um, that are your eating times. Or if you want to do like four different times in the day, sometimes four, four different times is helpful for Vata because Vata's tend to not like to eat a whole lot. Um, at meals, unless they have skipped a bunch of meals and then, and then they're really hungry. But, um, 
but so maybe it's like your, your breakfast, your lunch, maybe like a midday, more of like a snack and then your dinner. Um, whereas like pittas might only need to eat like three times a day, kaffas maybe more like two or three times a day. Um, but vatas might need to eat just a little bit more regularly, just not all day long. <laughs> so if that makes sense. That's super helpful. I hope you all resonated with this. At least my Vata friends will. And, you know, we're going to be doing the same type for each of the doshas. And so if you didn't resonate with Vata or if Vata didn't come up for you, then forward this podcast onto a Vata in your life and then stay tuned because we're going to be coming back and Hadley's going to be walking us through the eight types of anxiety and how they can show up if your imbalance is a pitta. And the other episode will be how anxiety can show up if your imbalance is a kapha. And so don't forget too, that we have a whole course on this. And so Hadley is dropping like lots of little breadcrumbs, but if this is something that you wish she was saying even more about, then go check out the course. You can find that at the link in the bio. And definitely if you haven't given Hadley a follow, just check her out. Her Instagram is wonderful. Happy, healthy Hadley. And Hadley is H-A-D-L-E-E. And of course, I am Dr. Nicole Kane. Our goal is to help you become your own wellness expert so that you can take your power back and take the health back of your family, your friends, your loved ones. So we're super grateful for being here. And as we close up, is there anything else you want to add, Hadley? Yeah, I would say definitely check out the uh, the Ayurveda course because I'm not going to just like it has more specifics on, you know, the exact types of foods to, that you want to incorporate more of some of the things that you want to avoid. I'm not just going to sit here and like list off foods, right? Like that would be not so fun on a podcast. Um, but we have, we have like a whole workbook that, that includes literally like exact foods that you can incorporate. That will be really, really helpful. If you have a Vata imbalance, if you have a lot of Vata in your constitution. So definitely go check out our mini course, Ayurveda, the key to your success. It's, uh, it's awesome. It was a labor of love for us. So definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. We always love coming and hanging out with you. Thank you so much. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. The recording you just listened to consists of the personal opinions of Dr. Nicole Kane, a naturopathic doctor with a master's in clinical psychology and happy, healthy Hadley an Ayurveda expert with a master's in health behavior and health education. While these opinions are based upon literature, counseling, education, medical training, and clinical experience, this content should not be viewed as the definitive opinion on these subjects. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for any sort of medical, psychological, or other form of treatment. If you are in a crisis, please call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. If you are in need of counseling, don't hesitate to make an appointment with a counselor in your area. Dr. Nicole and Hadley are passionate about you becoming the expert of your own emotional and physical well-being. If this resonates with you and you think this podcast would help someone you love, please share it with them. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Holistic Inner Balance Podcast.